Juan, how are you? Going on, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, same here, man. Just uh, first day back in the office uh, in 40-some-odd days, and this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw on, uh, on Facebook earlier, you said today was your first day back in the office. So, so how's that been so far? Uh, it's, been, it's been cool, man. It's just uh, I missed – actually, we came in for a few hours on Friday, a quick manager meeting on the reopening, and, and uh, everybody's coming back, and – uh, posting signs everywhere. So a lot of the, uh, you know, keep your distance, you know, only so many people in the lunchroom, in the bathroom, and um, and everybody has to wear a mask. So we got provided masks. We got provided our own uh, hand sanitizers with our name on it and everything, which is pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, but, you know, I'm back. We're back and, um, you know, doing meetings, trying to trying to just find out how, you know, get back to a little bit of a norm, normal routine. And, you uh, and uh, it's been a good day. This has been a really good day. So I just have to be awesome. back. Yeah, just, <laughs> now you just got to shave this thing off because it's starting to itch. Yeah, I so. saw a lot of people asking, "Was the beer going to go now that you were back in the office?" So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'll probably, I'll probably shave it this weekend and get rid of it and and go back to normal. But I'm afraid it's gonna be like you know the the, the, the white here and then like the red <laughs> here from hanging out of my pool and whatnot. So it is what it is. And I was trying, I was trying to go live with you. From our from our upstairs lounge, but you had told me in, my, in the directions that you wanted to make sure that our our um, our fee was good, you know, a good good Wi-Fi. And up there, man, the Wi-Fi is not that great. Okay. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, it you. is what it is. But still, we get the office setting because because for the last couple of days, it's been people's homes, and which is nice. It's almost like a it reminds me of an MTV Cribs. Yeah, yeah, something so like that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, as like you can see, this is, this is my this is my little my little hole in the wall office here. Like, I like to call it the uh, this I call it see that's Kaiser's office. I notice mine it's all glass, so I call it the aquarium where the shark lives. <laughs> <laughs> so my it's like a, it's a it's a uh, it's literally a glass wall, glass uh, door, and uh, and Kay's right across the way. So whenever he needs something, hey Juan, he come here. We gotta sit down and talk about this, that projects and whatnot. So. It's um, that's pretty cool. So, how you been? Everything good with you and your family, man? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's been like everybody. I mean, we we've had our ups and downs and just adjusting to you know not a uh, not socializing as usual and all that stuff. You know, my mom's one of those at risk people, so uh, it was a little bit of a, a challenge, you know, to get her to kind of get used to staying at home a little bit because she's on she's always on the go. So um, we've all kind of gotten it normal but you know mother's day is is this week and she's already like you know i want us to get together and we're like uh we'll see so we're gonna try um yeah, my, try with me, with me same thing with me my mom lives in fort myers so she's about an hour and a half two hours away and i haven't seen her in two and a half months and and she's you know she's got heart disease and you know so yeah. i'm like mom just stay put uh we'll see each other don't worry about it but i talked to her talk to her every night and and uh, she's doing well she's just staying inside the house i i send her uh, the instacart thing for for her groceries and uh yeah now uh, yeah she's old she's older so it is what it is yeah well like what i wanted to do today was i wanted to talk a little bit about gurkha and also i want to talk about you because you know when i was thinking about deep cuts and the kind of people i wanted to have on here i was like i want to have you know people that i know but i want to have some fun people too because you know, the industry is so full of fun people. And especially this year, we started off the, the, we started off the year before even coronavirus. It was like a heavy year. People were kind of just a lot going on in the industry. I'm sure people who 
follow the different blogs and half wheel and, and tobacco business and all, you know, everything that was going on. And then it was like coronavirus happened and it kind of brought us all back together a little bit, a little bit better. Cause we're all, it they kind of leveled out the playing field, <laughs> whether you're a retailer or a consumer or manufacturer, um, you know, it, it kind of just leveled things out a little bit. So, um, I thought this was a good time while people are still kind of stuck at home or have, you know, aren't in the office as much just to kind of bring to, to the front some, you know, brands that I know of and that I like, and even something I'm trying to, to get to know a little bit better. So, uh, I thought about you because I know every time there's an event in Miami and I'm lucky enough to, to make it down there, like I always encounter you. I think we saw each other at the hard rock, uh, event. That was the last yep, one. Yep, I think. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, Juan is one of those people, you know, <laughs> who obviously is, everybody knows you. Um, but I don't know if they know your story. And so I, I want to kind of bring that to life in a different way. Cause I know we did an editorial, but, um, you know, a nice conversation just kind of introduce people to you and introduce them to the Gurkha brand again. So. Absolutely, man. And, and, and again, uh, uh, Antoine, same thing here, man. Every time we see each other, you know, we're having a cocktail, having a good time, talking. Yep. And I think when you first did your first one, I reached out to you. Like, wait, bro, don't forget about me. <laughs> and then you ask, you go, you go, I got you. I got this list and I got you. I go, no, I just want to make sure, man. I want to, I want to, number one, I want to support you guys. You guys are family, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Cigar Leisure and, and what you guys do. And, and you guys are, you know, good people. And, uh, and it's funny, you're talking about the different, um, you know, like, like, for example, you know, like uh, about a week ago, I got in, I got in with the guys at Cigar Dojo and Juan Cancel and, 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 uh, and Kev and all these guys have been trying to get me in there forever. And uh, man, I went in there, had a great time with these guys. It was fun as hell, good people. I love them all. And, and I've been in and out of the chats and then I'm doing our Zoom on Saturday nights. And, and I did a few retail Zooms uh, the last, you know, the last few weeks. And, and I think this was something we're gonna continue to do. And uh, I wanted to give a shout out also to, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, um, you got Sammy, Sammy Phillips and, um, and Clay Roberts did a beautiful thing on the uh, cigar lockdown. It's it's now on. You guys go and you can uh, replay it. I replayed it the other night, and it was a beautiful thing. It brought all the industry together, so that was pretty cool. So I'm gonna give a shout out to those guys because they're family as well. Because at the end of the day, we're all family in this industry. You know, it's a, it's a very small, small you know niche industry, and that's what we are. And uh, so yeah, it's been it's been weird not to travel. This is my this is my 24th year in the business, and this is the first time I stayed home for more than a month in 24 years so you can only imagine how i'm feeling right now uh you know re ready ready to go back on the road and and uh you know go out with my with my teammates my 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 reps and and you know visit those accounts that we love and, and get to make new friends educate the people on our product and and uh on on the gurkha side and some of the new offerings that we have so to get to your answer so now that i get all the shout outs to everybody <laughs> um uh, I started I started in the cigar industry with uh, Caribbean cigars uh, in 1996. Uh, it was probably the first. We were the first publicly traded company, and uh, that lasted about a year, nine months. And then Kevin Doyle, the owner and the founder, when they went public, this guy just ripped off the industry for a ton, uh, the investors for a ton of money, and uh, literally said to the we had at one point we had 18 reps. He he kept the best the best four reps, and luckily I was one of them. And uh, he gave us each five thousand dollars and in a van, and said, "Go to go to the Nashville show. Don't really take any orders. Go look for go look for a gig, uh, for another job." And that's where I met Seth Levine, which is uh, which is uh, Carol Levine's, um, Carlos Torano's daughter. And uh, funny enough, so I, I meet Seth. We start talking. 
change numbers, this and the other. I get back from the trade show and I go play golf at the Biltmore and I go by myself. And look, dude, it's just one of these things that was meant to be. And when people, how'd you get into the industry? So as I'm, as I'm, as I'm going, walking in and, they, and I sign up, I go, I'm playing solo. And they go, what? Well, we have an opening. There's, there's one man that's playing solo, Carlos Taranio, old man Taranio, which is crazy how it all worked <laughs> out, right? So, so I said with Omen Taranya, I explained to him about, and I was smoking, um, I was smoking like a, like a, I think it was like Oya Nicaragua or something. That's what, those are the cigars I, used, I liked back in those days. And uh, he goes, so you smoke cigars, what do you do? I go, I, well, actually, you know, I've, I've been in the industry for, for about nine months and I know Seth, he goes, oh, no shit. Well, you know, we're starting our own, our own uh, distribution company uh, for Carlos Taranio brands. So, uh, so we have Central American Tobacco, which is the ones that owned other factories. Uh, and then Carlos Taranio Cigars. So I started with Carlos Taranio. Uh, literally, my first two years, it was strictly phone, 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 phone. Brought in a few of my buddies uh, to help me out as far as in the sales side, and uh, and actually one of them still not with me here at Gurkha, and we worked together for 24 years. Armando Lapido is one of the best reps, another best in Florida. Uh, he's been at it for a long time, and uh, so we started there. We I ended up with Taranio for 13 years. Uh, then Taranio sold the distribution to well, they moved distribution to CAO. The CAO wanted for me to go work, but they wanted for me to move to Arizona. That's another whole long story, because that is a long story. Uh, I decided not to go with them, so I started to work for uh, Rocky Patel, worked for, for Rocky, Nish, and Nimish, uh, and Dave Bullock and those guys for about a year. Um, good fit, just didn't work out. Uh, you know, I felt, you know, the company's fantastic. They're my boys, they're still my family, but I felt that the growth there is going to be a little bit slower, and... Uh, so we decided to, you know, part ways, and we're still great friends. And um, that's when I came to Gurkha, and I literally just told guys out. I go, he goes, uh, he goes, dude, I really don't have anything for you. I go, listen, this is what I need for you to pay me. And then what I want you to do is give me, give me the list of all the accounts you have not sold to in the last six months to a year, and those will be my accounts. And he did so. And uh, and funny enough, my first year I sold one point one million dollars. Wow! <laughs> so the, se the second the second top rep after me was Shauna Williams, which a lot, a lot of you guys know from with, with Drew Estate, and I think Shauna sold like about a half a million dollars and whatnot. Uh, so I did that for them for a year. Then Gary Himes, that used to be the president of CAO, became our president here, and he literally said, "What are you doing?" I go, "Man, I I just sell cigars and open up accounts, and I've been doing this for a long time." And he goes, "I remember you. You rejected me." at the job at, at, uh, at CAO when you came to Nashville. And I go, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and uh, and he goes, I think you should be better than that. So he made me national sales manager, uh, became national sales manager. Now I've been with a, this uh, Gurkha now going on my 10th year. And about two years ago, they, um, the Jim Colucci came on board as a president. He made me VP. So now I'm VP of sales, which again, at the end of the day, titles don't mean shit to me, man. Just give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> And how you feel? You know, I, that's just the way it is. I've titled, you got any title. You call me a garbage guy. I don't give a shit. Just make, let me make my money and make my team some money, and we'll be, yeah. we'll be all right. So that's that's my story with these guys. And then um, about uh, about five, six years ago, I started. I deserve. I don't know why. Why does this thing came on? Anyways, it happens yeah, to me too. I got, I got, I got, I got, ten, no, I got 10 reps, and they call me all the time. Uh, so. Uh, I started, you know, going down to Nicaragua and uh, blending cigars with uh, the guys at ACC, Alex Menendez, uh, Damian, uh, Lolito, and, and I started dabbling into blending and so came out with the Rogue. I had a little part in that. Then I had the Classic, the Honda Classic. They did really well for us. That was fun. And then little by little, I started doing all the, that, that side of the industry. You know, you want to grow in the industry. And uh, it's a fun part. 
But when people oh master master uh, master blender go now listen man there's 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 very few master anything's you know for you know, master blender is you know Carlos Fuente the Padrones you know the Perdones the Garcias those guys know what they're the girl the Placencias those guys are the ones that know I'm I'm just a guy that loves making cigars and I, I love cigars and and we make cigars for for the people to smoke you know if if, if you're making cigars for yourself. At the end of the day, you're not going to sell them because you're only selling them, you're making it for you. You're making it for the masses. So that's why every time I get the question, man, I notice that Gurkha never makes anything super, super strong. I go, it takes, number one, it takes great tobacco, really, really incredible tobacco to be consistent and make a really full body cigar all the time. Uh, meaning long, long term, not, not uh, a limited edition run, you know, you know, a million, you know, half a million cigars every year, whatnot. So, so uh, to do that, I mean, there's very few guys that can do that consistently. You know, the Florida Dominicana does a hell of a job. Uh, you know, guys like that, you know, they, they, they know what they're doing on that side of the, of the spectrum. Uh, so we stick to more, you know, what sells, you know, it's the mild to medium, you know, still to this day, you know, 70% of the industry smokes, you know, mild to medium cigars. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I'll let the other guys take the, uh, the other 25, 30%. I'll, I'll work on the 70. It's all good. <laughs> so that's pretty much where I'm at with these guys. And, and we're going as a company, we moved into a way and I wish I could like take you around, but I'll get everybody dizzy here. We moved into um, into a facilities in Tamarack, which is um, we went from Doral from 5,000 square feet to a 50,000 square foot uh, beautiful place. And, uh, you know, Kaiser, we call it, you know, the Gurkha Taj Mahal because that's, that's what Kaiser made it. Literally put a second floor uh, into the building and uh, was where we have our, our Gurkha lounge, which I wanted to take you upstairs and do the interview so I could show you. But the Wi-Fi wasn't as good as it is down here in my office. Uh, but yeah, it's a beautiful place. We entertain people all the time. Anybody comes into Miami or, or South Florida, uh, they're always welcome to reach out to me or reach out to any other guys, um, and you know, come on in and um, and you know, we'll, we'll give you a you know, give you a visit, we'll give you some cigars, a, a few cocktails, and we'll you know, shoot the shit like 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 I like to say. <laughs> and it's a really nice lounge. I think I've I've been in it once or twice. I, mm -hmm. I think you were out of the office, but Christine was there and she gave us a a little bit of a tour that day. Mm -hmm. So. It's a really nice lounge area. I don't know people, like you said, I don't think people are even aware that it's uh, it's there. Yeah, I mean, it's only like the, the close family. We've done a few videos on it. And if you go back, if you go into the Gurkha site, you'll see a lot of the videos that we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and it shows most of those were shot in the um, in the lounge. But um, but yeah, it's, a, it may, it's literally it's a, our little playground. People come in here, we hang out. And uh, like I said, go have a drink, smoke a few cigars, and, and it's it's all good. So you started in the 90s, in the kind of mid to late 90s, 96. 96. So that was like right in the cigar room. So for you, what what's, how has the industry changed since the cigar boom to like where it is now? Well, the, during the cigar boom, uh, it, it was easy, easy pickings, man. I mean, you could, you could, you could roll a shit cigar and you sell it because every, everybody wanted it. I mean, it, it was crazy. We were selling uh, Caribbean cigars, probably about eight, 18, $20 million in, in, uh, in cigars and flavor, Amaretto, this, that, the other, Calle Ocho, all these off brands and, and uh, whatever, whatever we could make, we would sell. And uh, it was always sold. So I think what's changed, obviously it's, it's not longer as easy as, as it used to be, but in the last, I would say seven to eight years, Everybody's got really good tobacco. Everybody's got really good cigars. There's very, very few shit cigars out there. Back in those days, I remember like in 99, when the, the uh, in 98, 99, when the boom really flattened out. I mean, it was dead in the water. Going down to Nicaragua with Charlie Torano 
and uh, and there were there were like all these small little factories that are now reopened by you know guys like you know Roma Craft and stuff like that. But there were small these small little factories, and at nighttime, it was all Beatles everywhere because they had abandoned all the tobacco, cigars rolled. I mean, they left it behind. You know, guys came in with the money, invested the money, made their money, and they said, you know, they flatten out. You know, tobacco is not super expensive, especially back in those days when you could roll anything and you could buy, you know, the stuff, you know, cheap, inexpensive. And um, so that's the difference. I think now nowadays, you know, there's very few bad cigars. There's a lot of there's a lot of great cigars out there and there's a lot of great personalities out there, which is which is, you know, part of the industry. And, you know, uh, it's, it's funny to me because uh, I have a lot of friends in the business and I and I love what I do. And. And I see these guys, these characters, man, and, and everybody's got their own little niche. And, you know, people, oh, Juani's coming, Johnny Walker Black. Let's go. Juani's going to hang out at the party. He's going to smoke. He's going to talk all night. He's going to do his thing. You know, then you got, you know, the other guys, you know, you got Eric, you got, you know, Juan Cancel, and that you know, were are fun guys. And the, the people love them because they're just, they're just themselves, which is cool. And uh, then you got the serious guys. You know, you got, you got the, you know, George Padrones of the world, which he's cool, he's cool when he's not. You know, huge. You know, he's a cool guy, but he's not. He's not gonna put himself out there. There's no need to. He makes great cigars. <laughs> it is what it is. So I think that the main the main change for us is well that between the boom and also obviously you know the um, the online presence uh, for not just stores but obviously you know the big boys, the CIs, the fa- world fa- um, uh, famous cigars and guys like that 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 really put a little bit of a damper on the on the brick and mortar side, which I'm a big I'm a big uh, supporter of brick and mortar. Uh, I've always been. So I think that's the main, mainly the main, the biggest change uh, as far as how I feel from those, you know, from that era to to what's going on now. And obviously the the smoking laws before you could smoke anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now you know now it's good luck to to find a place to smoke if you're not a you know cigar lounge or whatnot. So that's I think that's the main difference has been that, and um, you know, and hopefully uh, we continue to you know have you know keep making great cigars, have a good time, you know, meet a lot of people and educate. I mean, just put a little bit of a damper. Because I know this is going to be a while before we really go full throttle, like we were doing at all the events and whatnot. So, so we'll see what happens there. But this, this too shall pass, like I always say. Yeah, I guess that's a good um, topic to get on. Like, how do you think the coronavirus and what we're going through now with all these um, like shutdowns and phase openings and back and forth? How's the, how do you think that will affect the industry? Well, I mean, I, I, I was ha- I was having a conversation with a, a Texan retailer earlier today, uh, Texas, and, and he said that he's reached out to a few of his buddies, and he talked to another guys in the industry that I respect, and, and uh, I'm not going to mention any names, there's just no need. And he said that he reached out to him, and he said he feels that at least two out of out of every six, seven shops are going to close down. So I say, you know, if it continues for a longer period than the next three, four months, I think I don't think it'll be six out of two out of six, but I think some will, especially those that, that are that I like to call the clubhouse cigar shops, which you know, as a guy's got money, wants to have his own hangout with his boys, you know, make breaks even or makes a little bit of money, but he's got a place to smoke, hang out, get stuff at wholesale price. Some of those guys might go away. Uh, I think the the players in the game are going to stay in the game. Uh, because, you know, the, the, the guys like Jeff, you know, from Corona, those guys are vested, man. Those guys are going to be into it, in it for the long haul, no matter what. And, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to one, one of my a good friends in the industry, uh, Short, Shorty, over at Cigar Connection. Uh, we're going to do this thing for TAA. He's like, Juan, you know, I'm not going to buy shit this, this year from you. I go, as far as the TAA. And I go, oh, he goes, I want to make sure I keep my guys employed. And I, and I appreciate it. I go, hey, sure, you know what, man, that's awesome. Because at the end of the day, man, those guys are the guys. Those guys are the ones who represent you when he's not there, you know. So, so doing that to me, it was, it was very honorable, and and I think you know that's what this industry is all about. 
is, uh, you know, stay in the course with these guys and, and make sure you keep your good guys, you know? So I think that's going to be a little bit of a change, but this too shall pass, man. I mean, I've truly, I truly, that's my, my frame of thought every morning. I go, man, you know, I, I can't wait to get back on the road. When I saw with Jim today, he's like, you know, Juan, he's going to be another, um, it's going to be another month and a half, two months before you start traveling. I go, not a true story because Florida opened up in, in uh, Orlando and Tampa. Armando, you and my, my rep, Armando, you and I are going to Tampa, Orlando next week, dude. I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I'll probably be hitting, I'll probably be hitting the, the uh, West Coast of Florida, uh, not next week, the week after that. So how do you think this affects events in the industry? Because events are a big part of, of how manufacturers connect to retailers, if it's a trade show, and also how they connect to consumers for all these, you know, events that happen throughout the year. Yeah, the, I, I think the events, I think it's going to be, that's going to be the biggest, the biggest hurdle. Um, because, you know, when you start doing the 25%, uh, 50% capacity, I think what's going to happen is we're going to go into something along the lines of ticketed events. So if you do an event and you know your capacity is 20, 25, and that's not a lot of stores that have that capacity, you got to make sure that the rep's going to go in there. He's going to be one of those 20 guys, unfortunately. Like I told my guys, make sure when, whenever you start traveling, it starts opening up, make sure you call your retailer because there's only 10 guys that are allowed to be in the store. I want to make sure they, they, they want 10 guys that are buying cigars, not you trying to sell them cigars, you know? So I think it's going to become more right. – it's become more of a of a ticketed thing. So, like for example, like the the ideas that I'm doing is that I'm thinking about is, you know, if it's going to be 20 guys, let's try to get these guys to buy 20 boxes, you know, a box each per person. Get a ticket. They come in. The rep will, will educate them on the product. We'll bring out some swag like we normally do, and uh, I think it's going to start slow. It's going to be like that. I mean, uh, I I'm truly hoping that they don't cancel the uh, Rocky Mountain Rocky Mountain Festival out in Colorado. That's my favorite festival, and you know that's two thousand people strong, open air, and uh, and I hope they really don't cancel that. Um, so I, I think I, when it comes to events, it's going to be a slow go. I think it's going to be a lot more of this that we're doing here, for the time being. Maybe the reps go in with their laptops and they do their spiel, and then maybe I'll come on or I'll get Kaiser to come on as a special guest or whatever. And we'll do a spiel on the uh, on the Gurkha, you know, the the brand and, and the history and, and what whatever brand we're we're promoting that day. Yeah, and you talked about like Rocky Mountain. Like I see that they're still going on so far as, as usual, selling tickets and they seem to be doing a pretty good job at, at selling tickets. And it might oh, yeah. be that is you know, it's not until August. So I think a lot of people might hope by then things have uh, let up a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of people have concerns about you know the next trade show which is pca and hoping that it can continue but then worrying about the logistics now just how to how to get over the hurdle you know getting new products there or samples i should say um you know how to get staff there how to do a trade show where you might have to have face coverings and whatever the the host hotel kind of puts on so there's a lot of, well, of questions <laughs> i mean you're you're talking you're talking you're talking on the pca side i mean you're talking number one uh what the venetian said i mean four people per elevator i know <laughs> number one number one four people don't fit in those elevators at six feet i don't get i don't care what elevator you got i've been there many times that's one two that six feet thing in the cigar industry everybody hugs and kisses and all that shit that's not gonna happen my biggest concern is and, and what i did is i had my guys this week calling, you know, 10, 15 other top accounts and asking if they're going. Uh, right. Yes, no. So I could have this data and then pass it on to the PCA guys so they understand what people are saying. You know, and I've gotten a few feedbacks already. You know, some guys, they'll, they'll go. What I'm, what concerns me is, number one, is obviously the health of my team. That's, that's right. and myself. You know, that's the number one thing. Uh, number two, uh, a lot of the retailers have lost a lot of their employees 
and they're not going to get those guys back because some of those guys are now making more money staying unemployed than they are going back to the shops. And, and I've heard a few, a few, uh, a few uh, of the customers that I know well that have told me that's happened to them already. And number three, listen, when when you take a cut, a big cut, in uh in your overall revenue, you know, at, of 30, 40, 50 percent, because all this, all the what's going on with the, the coronavirus, you're not gonna have the money, man. You're not gonna have the money to spend. You're not gonna have the money, and and it's it just doesn't. To me, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think we should either postpone it, move it, move it, you know, sometime a little bit later. Talk to the guys in the sands, and you know, hopefully they give us the same same deal as sometime in December instead of doing it in August, in in uh in um in, in July. So I I. I mean, I, I know they're hesitant to pull the plug because I'm sure there's monies and contracts involved. And uh, I'm sure they'll do a good job because I know the board and the good people. But uh, we need to stay safe first and, and our industry stay safe because, you know, we're a very small industry. If we if we knock a few of the guys out, you know, it makes us even smaller. So we got to stay all healthy to keep <laughs> yeah. cigars, you know. So, so now let's talk about something a little bit lighter, which is Gurkha. Because mm -hmm. I don't know, because... You know, Gurkha, when I think of premium cigar, I think of Gurkha, just from like how you all market your product, how it's, you know, you, it's presented, the, the bands, you know, the, the nice luxury humidors. I mean, it's like the epitome of, of luxury in my, in my view, like when I think of premium cigar. So like what makes, and you kind of talked about this a little bit early, but what makes Gurkha so different from any other brand in the, in the market? Uh, I, I think for us, I mean, I've always said, um, and, um, and, you know, Kaiser, um, and I told this to Marvin Shankin many years ago, I go, you know, you, you got all these Hall of Famers that are well-deserved to be in this Hall of Fame. This this gentleman changed the industry in packaging. I don't care what anybody says. When he, he was the first guy to introduce the wax tube with a grand, with a grand reserve as a flagship cigar. Then he went into that beauty and the beast with the frosted tubes. Then he got into the Genghis Khan and the warlord with his chest and whatnot. So he changed the industry. He's always said to me, he's like, he comes from the watch business. So he's like, you know, the present that you buy with your eyes first. And that's a true statement. That's everybody knows that. Right. So with him, you know, he says, you know, people, I, I, I still don't get how people don't spend the extra three, four pennies and make it a nicer band for their cigar. If you're put, putting all this money into a cigar, what's for more sense to make it nicer and a better presentation eye catching to you. And uh, so that's what I think he does. He does best. And then he promotes it as that. But I always tell people this. Although we are the Ferrari and the Lamborghini and whatever, because we have expensive cigars, what make, gets us through the day is the Lexus, BMWs, and Hondas that we sell, which is a regular portfolio of lines. So I always keep that in mind. I go around, that's what I sell, all right? I don't, I don't sell HMRs. I sell great, I sell great cigars at a decent price. And, uh, and I think that's, that's where we've, we started as a company you know, evolving, uh, not just c concentrating on the expensive stuff, knowing that you know the sellers, the ghosts, uh, the new Nicaraguan series that we made with Arganosa that's been a home run, you know, stuff like that is what we, we concentrate on mainly in the, in our, in here in the Gurkha. And, and what, and you named a few of the Gurkha cigars, but which one is kind of most popular, I would say right now? Like which well, right now it's the, Nicar the Nicaraguan series made by Arganosa. It's a Nicaraguan Puro. Cigar is amazing. Medium to full body. I, I was smoking it right now. It's starting to kick my ass a little. I'm starting to turn red because I haven't eaten lunch yet and it's 430. <laughs> so I've been drinking all day. <laughs> And uh, and uh, it's a medium to full body. Uh, it's got all the Arganosa tobacco, which is great tobacco. Uh, uh, Nicaraguan Puro. That's been a home run. We right now I just got a call from a, from a customer, and I told, listen, I only have a few boxes left, and and I don't see us getting anything for the next three to four weeks. Uh, so that's done really well. The uh, Trenta with a limited edition box. That's done. That's done well for us as well. Another Arganosa project. And then our and then our go tos, our portfolio go tos, which is the Cellar Reserve. 
Uh, the Ghost, you know, made by Abe Flores. That's always been a home run. That's always, you know, half a million stick uh, cigar for us. And uh, that does really well. But, yeah, the, the, right now with Todd and everybody's talking about is is definitely the uh, the stuff that Arganosa is making for us. They make, they make some great smokes. When it comes to selling a cigar, maybe like these days, like what are the retailers most concerned about? Well, retailers are concerned. There's a few things. When it, if you're talking my company in, in my company, for in my, in my in my seat, for us the concern is obviously the online thing. Okay, that's always going to be a concern because that's that's how the company became what it what it was what it's been, and now we changed that in the last seven years. Now, seventy percent of our sales are brick and mortar. The other thirty is more of the online stuff. It used to be the other way around. So that's the concern. Then the other concern is making sure you're priced correctly. You know, make sure you don't you're not charging fifteen twenty dollars a cigar for for what should be a seven to ten dollar cigar because you need to be in the sweet spot. Again, it goes back to you got to give the, the 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 other 80 percent not the top 20 the 80 percent an opportunity to jump into the 20 percent sector by trying other cigars that may, they might not try because if i have something at 18 20 bucks that's going to be the top 10 percent top 20 percent guys the other guy's going to st stray away from it so we, we we've been trying to be very price cautious in the last uh six seven eight years uh about making sure we're making good smokes at that seven to eleven dollar price range so I think that's key. And obviously, like in any in anything in, in cigars, you got to be consistent. And um, I know recently, like I said, I told Christine this, like when all this started going down and we realized that we wouldn't be able to travel for a while and do events, I saw Gurkha pivot pretty quickly to doing more online and virtual stuff. And I thought that was like really great um, just because, like I said, you all didn't wait. You know, you were kind of at the forefront of that with, you know, along with Davidoff and, and Drew Estate were doing their virtual event, but you all were out there. You said, let's just do some virtual events and they become like a, a regular kind of weekly thing. Yep, we're so, doing so it. How, so how have those virtual events kind of evolved and, and what have you found? Are there any insights you've kind of gleaned from interacting with people? Well, it's, a, it's, online? it's it's funny because when we do hours, I do I do hours at nine o'clock on a Saturday, which is pretty late. And, and now that things are opening up, we might change the time a little bit because Saturday at nine and once the restaurants start opening, they're not going to wait. They're going to be at the restaurant, dude. I mean, that's right. It's reality, right? You got to adjust to your times. So we might change that. But for us, it's been first few shows. We had no guests. It was strictly Gurkha, 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 smoky cigars. Uh, then after we done seven after that, then I started having guests in. So I took a little bit of a page from a, from a dear friend of mine, Abe from uh, smoking mm -hmm. and uh, he does, you know, meet your maker. And I've been in this KMA show uh, a few times. And uh, so I, I, I don't call it that because I know Abe will probably call me out on it. <laughs> and Abe's always right. So, so what I did was, so I don't, I don't call it that, but what I did is I had, you know, I had Abe Flores on, he makes her goes, you know, I had uh Luis Cuevas. That's part of the, uh, part of the Las Lavas that makes our cellar reserve. Um, and then uh, and then I started having, you know, I had Glenn Loop on last week. Uh, I might have, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe calling calling Ben and calling you guys to come on and talk on the, on the magazine side. Mm -hmm. I have a few I have a few guys in, in mind. Also, uh, you know, it's a few guys that I know that are, you know, football player guys that we all know they're, they're following the industry. They'll, they'll chime in and come in. So we've done that. And then every time we talk about whatever cigar we're smoking at the topic, I give hints on what, what we're smoking and what we're talking about. So every about 25 minutes, we give away a prize. And it's always something that I ask, that I, that I explain, excuse me. So, you know, what year was Gurkha uh, in the, born in the United States? You know, what year was that? You know, 1989. And then, you know, two, day, two, two, uh, two uh, shows later ago, uh, when was the Gurkha cigar merchants in Goa, India, 
founded 1887. So we do stuff like that. Like, you know, the CRA was, Glenn was on the other day. When was the CRA created? How many years ago? 12 years ago, 2008. And, you know, we do stuff like that. So that's made it fun. Uh, I mean, we, we get, we average, you know, anywhere from, you know, uh, 50, 60 guys hanging out and ladies and, and, uh, and now we do it, giving some incentives to some of the retailers that if they come on and they are, uh, and they bring some of their customers on the retailer is going to get a, a care package from Gurkha. And, wow, that's cool. Uh, so that's a, yeah. It's another little incentive that we're doing, but we are, we're giving, you know, four prizes, four or five prizes away every, every, uh, zoom that we do. And, uh, I think we're going to continue to do this. Um, once it starts to open up. It won't be weekly. It might be bi-weekly or once a month, but we're definitely going to continue to do it and expand on it. I know there's 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 some um, within that app. There's some like private rooms that you go into and and break into chats and stuff like that. And and you know that's something that I'll need to learn because I'm not Mr. Technology, not even close. So <laughs> so that's something that you know Christine brought up and and Aubrey, our, our other girl, uh, that's in the in the social media side, brought up. And I thought it was a great idea. But uh, so yeah, that's that's where we are, and, and that's it's been a lot of fun, man. It's, I got to know so many people from all over the place. I mean, the only the only uh, backdrop that I have is all my all my friends in uh, in Europe are all like, "Dude, nine o'clock is three in the morning here." <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I know, man. But and, and then I would tell them, ninety percent of my business is in the United States, ten percent is in Europe. You do you do the right. math. You do the math. <laughs> but I guess you, you, in the future you'll have to do a, a European. Just yeah, well, I'm doing European market. Yeah, so what, what I'm doing now is I'm doing uh, starting next week with my different distributors. So I'm doing one for Germany, uh, one for my, my uh, Brazilian guy, one for Argentina, and uh, and one in Switzerland. So I'm going to be doing, you know, just coming like I'm, I came in uh, here with you as, as, as a guest. And uh, yeah, I mean, these, these things are fun as hell, man. They're really, I, I truly enjoy them. Uh, but I really miss just being with people. You know, it's like, so, so when we first came out with the Zoom, it's like, you know, Juan, he hates to smoke, drink and smoke alone. So why don't you join me? You know, <laughs> and uh, so that was the tagline the first few times. You know, and uh, and that's a true statement. That's a true statement. Yeah, I mean, I've I've found doing this for the last. I think this is week seven. Um, you know, it's been interesting just because I get to talk to people like you, who usually you and I are in an event, and there's so many things going on that you know our conversation might be quick and short. So it's been nice to have like a focus conversation and then have people chime in every now and then like i had ernesto on um perez Pereo um on friday and you know people i never know what's going to happen so you know sometimes people ask questions and he was on and they were asking all the, the tobacco questions so you know it was like they they felt involved which is nice and i think this industry loves to be involved and, and interact with one another so um these little things are are safe right now a safe way to interact so i hope more companies kind of take a cue from you all and, and kind of open it up and see what you can do virtually just until things get back to a normal where we can have big events again and all that kind of stuff right no yeah that's i think it's going to be a minute before that happens though man it's it's yeah I do too. <laughs> it, it, is what it is what it is so we're going to continue to do a lot more of these uh but yeah i can't wait to get back to normal get back on the road you know get back on my routine man you know three three weeks in one week at home let's go <laughs> and then one thing that i don't know if a lot of people know about gurkha is that you all do a lot with the military or support the military absolutely so can you like so, take, so talk funny, a little bit funny. about that <laughs> yeah so, so kaiser you know kaiser you know if you if you know gurkha you know kaiser's all about guns and and, and a gurkha soldier is a soldier you know it's a napoli soldier and uh, he's always been all about military. Believe me, man. This is a door. You see that door right behind me there? 
there's a lot of rifles and guns in there, lots and lots and lots. And there's only one finger I can push on there, that's Kaiser's. And uh, so what he's always done, and I know he's done it in conjunction with CI and some of the other guys, he, that he donates. And I know when I got to the company, he was donating, um, you know, any, anywhere from, you know, 50 to 100,000 cigars. And the crazy part is that every time we'll go out and do events, and these guys are coming back from Afghanistan or wherever they were, and they're all like, man, you know what? Thank you guys so much. And, uh, you know, it, they always mentioned two companies, especially. They, they always mentioned us, and they mentioned Drew Estate. Right. And we're always supporting, always supporting. And that's how we got some of these guys hooked on our stuff. And and uh, he's he's proud and happy to do it. And then uh, when they came out, that law that we cannot send to the to the uh, military anymore, then, you know, my, uh, Marco Rubio, you know, stepped on that and, you know, nipped it in the butt. Uh, Kaiser was one guy who was upset. He's like, man, you know, so these guys can go out and die for us, but they can't smoke a cigar. Because what they don't get is when they're, they have to be on 23 hours a day, they take that one hour to smoke and go on a little break or vacation. You're taking that away from guys who are, who are looking out for us here in the States. I mean, that made no sense. But we, we always have and always will be uh, big on the, uh, big on the, uh, on the, on the military. And last year, too, I know you all celebrated your, was it the 30th anniversary of, of Gurkha? So that's a long time, especially in, in this industry. So I don't know if people really kind of gave you all credit last year because that kind of got, you know, it got some attention. Especially yeah. with the, like you said, the cigar that you released to celebrate the anniversary, but nobody really, you know, acknowledged that that big anniversary. So, right. I mean, what was that like for you all? Well, I, I, I think, I think if, if you want to, you know, compare apples to apples, the way I looked at it is this way. So, uh, a few years back, we came out with the 125th anniversary. That was when Gurkha was founded in 1887, 125 years later. So, we came out with a cigar, humidor, blah, 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 blah. And that went great. But that was our the anniversary. So when our thirtieth came out, people were like a little bit of a shock. It's like Gurkha's been around since nineteen eighty nine. You know, if you look at if you look at your portfolio of companies, there's very few guys that've been, and including some of my brothers like Rocky and guys like that. Rocky got Rocky came to be in nineteen ninety five. You know, right. Toronto ninety six. So you, when you start looking at it, you go, man, Gurkha's been around since eighty nine. Yeah, that was Kaiser. Literally with with it, with his um with his like, when I met him he had a long ponytail, and uh and, and he's driving around his, his, his like Mercedes dude he looked he looked your typical Indian guy selling you you know like say, it was funny as shit when I met him it's just hilarious so he he's the guy that he put the cognac into the cigars put the wax went into the stores here in Florida and told the stores you know what we're gonna charge 10, 10 11 bucks for these cigars back then the most expensive cigar was Davidoff. At I don't know seven 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 eight bucks, you know. So it's just crazy. It's crazy how as evolved we didn't get the attention that we should have gotten because I think people got confused and they were a little bit of shock of the fact that was oh, it's another anniversary for Gurkha. Really, Gurkha's been around since 1989. <laughs> you know, it's and 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 listen, man, it gets confusing. And uh, believe me, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the big guy to come on Saturday on on our on our Zoom. And cause the way he tells the story, how he started, is is it's a great story. And then. Uh, me saying it doesn't doesn't do it any justice, and and he does he does a hell of a job. So, but yeah, no, listen. But the Trento sound well. Then what we did with the Trento, we made the uh, limited edition boxes with the beautiful piano finish, the key the key locks of cigars. If you want if you want to keep them on the lock, and we only made a thousand boxes of each. Um, and uh, we're down to the last. I, I told my guys this week that we're receiving from Arganosa the last two hundred boxes of each uh, with that with that a limited edition piano finish box. And then we're gonna go. We're gonna. Continue to have the brand, but it's going to be more in the uh, in the paper box, like, like Nicaragua and stuff like that. You know, the the, the norm in the industry, because we need to concentrate on the cigars being fantastic. You know, box, nobody smokes boxes; they smoke cigars. I always say that. 
That's Why true. You pretty, but cigar, you, you smoke cigars. <laughs> so, so what have you all been kind of working on this year? I know coronavirus may have shifted some of those plans or some of those releases you had in mind, but what's been going on at, at Gurkha kind of past coronavirus and Right. And so getting... funny that you mentioned that because I happen to have one at my desk. So uh, what we're doing is, you know, with all, all this FDA stuff, you can't really start. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. So if you start making new brands and new brands, new brands, what we started to do is go back into our, our old portfolios and bringing some of the brands back that are predicate brands and, uh, you know, same blend, just improve the packaging. So we, we did, a, we did a, what we like to call uh, this the Castle Hall. So that's going to come. It's a, you see, it's a beautiful Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper um, made in the Dominican Republic. In a box, sweet spot, mild, smooth, not aggressive. Not for everybody, but those who like a $5 stick, that's going to be your cigar. So we're doing that, and uh, and that should be probably out by uh, July, August, depending on what's going on with this stuff now in Dominican and Nicaragua opening up. We're also doing a Nicaraguan Nicaraguan um, uh, Castle Hall as well with my boys over at ACC. And then we have another project, which will probably be our final project for the next few years, because I think these guys are getting bombarded by us because we, we order big, man. We order, we order big. So, so we went to Arganosa for another project. Uh, it's called the San Miguel. Again, a predicate brand that we had before, and we're bringing that back. That cigar is, it, it, it's a full body smoke. I think it's our first real full body smoke um, that really, really I was impressed with. And I think once it sits for a little bit longer, it's gonna get that you know smoothness. Gonna it's gonna be a little more elegant. And so, so uh, we're excited about that one as well. But that's gonna be more in that you know normal price range of that eight to ten dollar you know uh, uh, price range. So and we're still working, man. We're, we haven't gone to sleep. We're still working. We're still I was about to say, I, I would think that you all, since you have been around for, you know, past the, way past the predicate date, you oh. have a bunch of cigars in your portfolio that could keep you, that you could easily kind of bring back, I would think, over the next. We, we have we have predicate brands, uh, 165 of them, and 95 that have been approved. So I think wow. we're good to go. So if you, if, you do the math, if, you, if you do the math times five, six Qs, I think we're good. <laughs> I think you are too. You're in a very good, good position. I think we're good. <laughs> so, I mean, for for you, I mean, we have 15 minutes left to to kind of bring the focus, you know, back on on you a bit. So, what have you been doing under quarantine? This is like become the question of the industry. Everybody wants to know. And so, so drinking a, a shitload, that's for sure. <laughs> I do, I do that anyway. But now, instead of every every other day, it's every day now. <laughs> I've been busy trying to grow this thing. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. The other day I'm like, dude, I, I read a book that a buddy of mine gave me. Uh, it's called Men in the Mirror. And uh, I, hadn't, I haven't read a book that's not a cigar-related book in a long time. This is more like uh, it's a little bit of spiritual, you know, find yourself kind of thing. And it was fantastic. And so I did a little, a little bit of that. Um, also, I was in the process already before this should happen of buying another house and moving. So I've been dealing with that, trying to rent my house to this house, but I'll buy this. It's, it's been a mess. So the last two weeks, three weeks, my focus has been a lot on that, uh, just moving in and, and settling into the new house, which is great because I'm now eight minutes away from my office. It used to be, wow. Oh, dude, that you have no idea. And I don't, I don't be, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm already here. I love this shit. That's fantastic. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, I've been doing that and 
and I spent, you know, spent a lot more time with my kids. You know, my daughters have grown up in the industry and, uh, you know, they're 24, 21 and 14. Same ex-wife. I always say the disclaimer, same ex-wife. There's <laughs> a seven year gap. What happened there? Same ex-wife, man. Same ex-wife. So, so, uh, so, so, uh, yeah, I've been spending a lot more time with them. They've been coming over, hanging out. Uh, I've been cooking uh, again. I used to cook uh, before cause my ex-wife was a really bad cook and my girlfriend now is a great cook. So, so I, I had to cook back then. So I've been doing a little bit of cooking and, um, just, just trying to stay busy and, and just, uh, trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do next, man, in this industry. Cause I mean, this, this hurts a lot of us. It, it hurts, uh, not just our industry, it hurts everybody. And, uh, and so, yeah, I've been trying to stay, stay busy that way and coming up with new ideas and, uh, like right like today, I spent half the day. Oh, how am I, what am I gonna do for for events? How am I gonna work out events? I've called a few guys that I, that I that I truly trust in the business that are big time retailers, and they gave me some ideas what to do. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and sit on those and and just go over them, you know, refine them a little bit. But uh, but yeah, man, it's it's been just trying to stay busy to see what we're gonna do to stay relevant because you gotta stay relevant at this time. At this time, if you if you're out if you're out of the picture you know, out of sight, out of mind. So you got to stay relevant. I'm not going to be on every single day. Like a few people are, I'm not not saying any names. (laughs) There's people that are on every day for eight hours. I'm not that guy, but I will be on for an hour or two, hang out. And I'll I'll chime into a lot of, uh, into a lot of the, uh, other, other, um, other zooms and, and, uh, chat rooms. And, and it's fun as hell, man. Cause I, I remember I did one, the one like a week ago. And so guys, Oh yeah, Gurkha, this, that. So I go, so I start talking, explain to them, and, uh, and then somebody's saying, oh, man, you got to try this one. The guy goes and tries it. Literally, like, two days later, I go back in the same chat. Hey, Juan, you're back. Hey, man, you're right, man. It's a completely different company. And I go, oh, you know, what the fuck do I know? Exactly. <laughs> I see that all the time. It's all, everybody, yeah. like, it's, especially on Facebook, there's a lot of people who like to talk junk until, like you said, you say, just try this cigar. And then they eat their words and they, they come back and go, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, again, man, it's... Uh, it's one of those deals. Listen, man, you, you, you cannot change the past. You can only worry about what you're doing now and, and move forward. And, and I think, uh, you know, we've, we've come a long way and, uh, we're on the right track, man. We're, we're turning the corner to where we need to be. And, uh, you know, we got, you know, Jim Colucci as our president, I, obviously I'm the, I'm the second guy behind him with, with my team. And again, I always, people always give me credit. Juan and you, Gurk. I go, listen, man, Gurkha was here before me. He'll be here after me. Uh, and I can never do it alone. I got, I got great teammates. You know, my, my reps are great guys uh, and, and girls, ladies, and, uh, and we work together and, uh, that's what we do, man. And what kind of advice has Kaza kind of given everybody during this time when, like I said, things are different, man, you know, Kaiser, Kaiser's a, is a different bird, man. He, he he's, so I, I came in, <laughs> I came into the office and picked up some cigars. <laughs> He's gonna kill me when he when he listens to this. I go into the office like maybe like I don't know like a month ago before we started this whole Zoom thing, just to grab some like prizes and stuff to show. And then I get here and he's, he's got like seven buddies of his in his office. I'm like, dude, there's a coronavirus going on. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, like, oh, these guys are all FBI. And I go, I go, no shit, even worse, there are like thousands of people. And he's like, and he's like, nah, we're fine here. I'm like, hey, what's up, gentlemen? How you doing? Grab my stuff and left. Um, but he, uh, dude, you know, Kate, Kate, he brought me food to my house one day. He knows I was moving. He bought me food and, uh, dude, Kate's, you know, low pro. Listen, like, again, he's, he's, the, he's, uh, the owner. And when you have owners, like, like a guy like him is you put people in spots to do their job as an owner. All you need to do is just make sure that bills get paid. We're making money. Everybody's happy. 
you keep the lights on, we'll take care of the rest. You put your peoples in your spots to do what they need to do. So you don't have to worry about that as an owner. Man, he listen, he put in since 1989. Mm -hmm. He's been for a long time, you know, through the struggles, ups and downs. And uh, so he, as far as advice, you know, Kay's the guy's always calling me. He's like, I need for you to go out there again. I need for you. I, I go, dude, I, that's what I do. I, I'm dying to go out there. You think I want to stay home? I hate it. I hate being home. So as soon as we could, I come back to the office, I was the first guy to jump in, coming back to the office and uh, and doing my thing. And so it's good to be back. It's really good to be back. I can't wait to go out and travel with my guys and and uh, go see all my old friends and make new friends and educate and and we'll see what happens, man. So. And you you, could, you mentioned the brick and mortars a couple of times and how they're a very important part of our industry, which I think we all know. So in your opinion, especially having talked to some of them, um, I mean, how do you think we can best help them over this hump? Because I know this is like a, a tough time for them because even if they've been able to do curbside, that's not like regular business. That's probably just a fraction of what they were used to doing. So how can we help the brick and mortars? Well, I mean, like the, I mean, what we're what we're doing our, on our end. Uh, number one, I feel the best thing you could do to help them is stay out of their way, because a lot of people and I see some reps online that are still going out there. They, they think they're supporting, but what they're really doing is getting in their way sometimes. So what we did on our on our end, uh, we we sent we're sending out this week actually. How we haven't done it. We sent, I came up with the idea with Christine and I, and we're sending out this week uh, 200 packages to 200 accounts. Uh, that it's just you know. Um, Cutters, lighters, uh, 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 bags, this, that, and the other for them to do their curbside thing. So, like I was telling my guys, you know, before when all these all these states are opening up, make sure you call your customer first, please. Don't don't be the guy if, if they only have five guys in there. Don't be that tool that shows up. They're trying to sell them shit when the guy's trying to make some money, and uh, you're really not going to help them. You're getting on his way. So, I think more than anything, I, I'm staying in touch with them, see how they're doing, uh, what can we do for them. You know, obviously, you know, I think everyone in this industry, because we're we are all family. You know, so some guys you have to extend some credit to. It is what it is. They're not going anywhere. You know who they are. You know, if you know your customers, you know who they are. You trust and believe in those guys, and uh, and that's what we do. You stay out of the way. If they need our help, we got you. Uh, we're doing these packages. We're doing the Zoom. We're getting involved in the Zoom. Bring some customers in. Um, keep keep the customers educated. Keep them engaged. And, uh, and it's, again, stay relevant. You got to stay relevant in this business, man, because if you go away and you go silent, people forget really, really quick. And then on the, on the flip side, I mean, you know a lot of different people at different companies in the industry and all that. So mm -hmm. how can we all kind of, like I said, because we started off the year kind of rocky. <laughs> and then now I think this situation has made us kind of come back together a little bit. So um, as somebody who, who does have friends in other um, companies, like how can we all kind of, work together to kind of come up with a good, you know, solution for some of our problems, whether they're regulations or um, on the federal or state level, or just, you know, within our industry. Right. I mean, I mean, for me, when it comes to stuff like that, I mean, listen, we're all family, we're all friendly, but we all have our own, not only agendas, our own plans of what we're going to do. Um, I, I'll, I'll talk, I talk to Nimish every every other every other day. I talk to Sammy all the time. I talk to Carney. I talk to all, all my all my boys all the time. And and listen, everybody's different mentality, different personalities. Uh, all we could do right now for for a brick and mortar, which is what we're about, is a brick and mortar is just the support. Uh, just you know, make sure they know that you're there for them. Um, and and as and as a group, man, it's just continue to support these guys. We're gonna we're gonna get this this too shall pass. Everything does. And uh, and uh, you know, if they need anything from us, you know they. All these guys have my number, and they have all the other guys' numbers. 
And, uh, you know, we want, we want to work together with those guys to make sure they stay afloat. And, uh, and I think uh, by working together, you know, together, everyone achieves more, man. That's what the word team stands for, because you didn't know. Now, for, for kind of our last question, for somebody who's never had a Gurkha cigar, if you had, and, you know, they have a, maybe, like you said, a, a kind, of, uh, kind of beginner's palate, let's just say. So how would you kind of guide them through the portfolio? What kind of cigars would you kind of guide them to to kind of get them started and then they can explore from there? Yeah, I, w I, w I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's a, the basic, you know, Connecticut, Ecuador wrapper, uh, Dominican kind of blend. Uh, so in our case, you know, the Royal Challenge Naturals are fantastic. The new Real, fantastic. It's uh, very, very creamy, really, really smooth. And then after that, you, go, you jump into the 15-year. The you know, anything the cellar reserve that we're making cellar reserve is going to be a good cigar. It's going to be a nice medium body smoke, uh, not super aggressive, a lot of flavor. Uh, but again, real, real smooth. And then if you want to, if you want, you want to start getting sexy, you want to get a little bit more fuller, go into, go into the ghost. You're going to get a lot of smoke. That's what we call it. The ghost. Uh, then you go into the new Nicaragua, which is a little medium to full body, but I, ca I call it more medium body full flavor. Uh, and that's a great cigar for those who haven't tried it. And everyone that's tried it has loved it. But I mean, our portfolio is so is so large that there's a there's a cigar for everyone. Um, but I would start if you're gonna start with something with Gurkha, uh, I would definitely start with uh, either Royal Challenge, Real, and uh, and the 15 year. Uh, those are the ones that I would go with, you know, to to start your um, your 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 journey into the Gurkha portfolio. And how can people keep up with Gurkha past this interview? Man, you go into our website. Uh, you. Uh, www.gurkhacigars.com I would love for anyone that's watching uh, to join us or, or sees us later on to join us on our uh, Gurkha Zoom on 9 o'clock on Saturdays go into the Gurkha Facebook site get your, uh, get your uh, ID and your information join us, we have a lot of great conversation we have a lot of uh, we have guests, we have gifts we hang out, we drink a ton of scotch, bourbon whatever you like to drink, we'll be all drinking and uh and smoking some great cigars and uh yeah and, and again uh do your homework do your homework i mean there, this, there's a lot of good cigars that are gurkhas that are online i'm a brick and mortar guy myself i've always been I've, that's why i started with a small company and i'm still with a small company and and i've always been the brick and mortar but definitely go out and, and uh, keep smoking you know stay safe stay happy and uh and smoke gurkhas well i mean that's kind of the, the end of our little chat together but you know like I said, when I was thinking about doing this, you were one of the people I wanted to have on here because I know that so many people in the industry love hanging out with you, love talking to you. So I figured, why not bring you kind of to into our little bubble of existence here? <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, listen, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, dude, this platform is fantastic. I've I've, I've gone back and and uh, and uh, watched some of the other interviews. You have, you've had some great guys. I love Ernie. Ernie, I'm a huge fan. Love the old man and. Uh, have some really cool cats in here and uh listen we we all need to stay safe uh we're all we're all a family uh i have yet to see a zoom with uh with 60 70 guys smoking marlboros but i've seen a lot of guys smoking cigars so that's that's all, I got, yeah, that's all I got to say to the fda about that right <laughs> but we'll finish it on that one are you like yes, that <laughs> that's a good point to finish on <laughs> well i can't wait for our next encounter whenever whenever that is hopefully it's is sooner rather than later as I've been telling people. So uh, I look forward to whenever that is and, and hanging out and having a drink and a cigar together.
Absolutely, Antoine. Thank you, bro. Stay safe. Thank Keep you. your fa family safe. Everyone watching, stay safe. Love you all. See you next time. Take care, my brother. Thank you. All right, take care, my man.